0: I can recognize that clearly when I say this as, as my credo, then, well, obviously I am cramped because I am not, I'm not doing that.
1: Hey, it's Trisha Wellstad and our Leadership Center called The Thrive Podcast. And this series of episodes is for anyone who is needing clarity on their vocation. So whether you are early, mid or late career and realizing you are not finding fulfillment in your work or... Feel like you have lost your purpose or calling in the world? The show is for you. My coaching conversation with Sarah Lattimore will support you in anchoring your vocation so you can move forward in your life with conviction. Sarah and I connected in the fall of 2021 and have had several conversations about calling. She's felt stuck for a while now. So I invited her to join me for our mini series to get her own personalized coaching while giving you an insight into the vocational coaching process. Take 20 minutes and listen to this coaching conversation. I believe it's going to lead you closer to clarity in your own calling as you listen in to Sarah getting clear on hers. Welcome back to our podcast where we are having a conversation with my friend, Sarah Lattermore. And we are talking today, this is our final podcast in our mini series, and on vocation. And what we are going to do today is we're going to wrap up the conversation that we've been having around vocation with Sarah in particular. And so I want to, again, I'm going to read your, your bio today, Sarah. And as we have been talking through this, we've just realized how much just a bio says about a person and says about their history, their experiences and their dreams. It's the things that shine out that we don't even always know or own. And so I'm just saying that out loud, especially for those of you who are listening and you're like, okay, you read the bio five times, but your bio says a lot about you. So, and it says a lot about each of us. So here we go. Sarah is adopted, a wife of 17 years, a mother to two amazing children who give her opportunities to be a cheerleader, dress up like a princess, play in the mud and go on amazing adventures. With a bachelor's in political science and sociology, Sarah worked for Child Protective Services as a legal caseworker before following a call into full-time ministry in 2008. During her time in full-time ministry, Sarah has served in medium to large-sized local congregations as well as camp ministry. Sarah has a passion for serving others, writing, and speaking. Sarah's looking forward to writing her own book next. Sarah completed her MDiv in 2019 and is currently working on her doctorate in leadership and global perspectives. And Sarah serves uh, currently serves in a ministry position, leading a congregation in living life missionally as the director of missional ministries. She is an innovator and visionary who looks to find empowering and dignity restoring ways of sharing the love of Christ while addressing needs. Beyond her work, Sarah dreams of growing her family through adoption, kayaking with orcas, and traveling in an RV across North America and internationally. So welcome, Sarah. I am so glad to have you.
0: Thank you so much. It's really it's good to be here and I'm excited for the work today.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm I want to ask you just to begin, how has this process been for you? We've had four different conversations. This is our fifth. We even had a little pre-conversation before this. How is this?
0: Yeah, it's been, it's been great that there's been parts where I've not wanted to have to like process it. Um, but then being able to find words to things that I've been feeling that I haven't been able to really name or, or clarify, which then kept me stuck. Um, so just really being able to kind of discover some of that has, has been amazing.
1: Good. I'm so glad. Yeah, I know there's parts that tend to be a little bit, I don't know if it's painful always, but maybe, but maybe just like we avoid because of the fear around some of the things that, that it touches that, that, that are painful, I guess. Yeah. Or that, that feel daunting or overwhelming, That maybe in some ways. Yeah. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to, I'll review what we've done a little bit here, and then we're going to talk about your vocational credo, the statement, we're going to make one for you or with you together. And then we're, we're going to talk about what next steps to put all of this into action. What does it look like? So I'm so excited about the conversation with you. So let's just jump right in. So when we think about all of the experiences that you've had, that you've shared with us over the last four podcasts, the, the themes from them complete the vocational triangle that we've been talking about. So we have been talking about this vocational triangle, each conversation, and we focused on different points of it. We kind of introduced vocation and what it is. And then we talked about, uh, your, your top point of the triangle. We started with story from your past. Uh, that you love, like Charlotte's Web and then Little House on the Prairie and the values that drop out of that or come, resonate through that is maybe a better way of saying that. And then uh, the, the experiences of pain and soul wounds that you've had in your life and the themes that have come from that, themes of fear, um, loneliness, abandonment, those types of things that relate to you on, on a myriad of levels and in your work. And then how you want to heal the world that you would create this empathic presence for people, for families, for belonging. That um, you can hear even what you've said in the other pieces of your triangle. That you want to create spaces for people um, for their own restoration. And so, did I get those right?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great summary.
1: Okay. Yeah, I ju- I just want to make sure I'm hearing well. I don't want to say anything that you haven't said or say. Um, or or miss a piece that is is really foundational to all of this. So the next piece that we're going to talk about is what do you do with that? Like you have, okay, great, you have a triangle, you have these things, then what? Well, the next piece is that you take it, you put it together, and you form a statement that's usually about 25 words or less. And the statement is a bit formulaic as well, but it's sometimes just helpful. You don't have to keep it in the formula that it is. But I like to use Deborah Lloyd's phrasing in it of God put me on earth too. So that blank, and that first part of that phrase, God put me on earth too, usually relates to um, what it is that you're doing that meets needs um, and who it is for. So God put me on earth too. Like if I were to use my phrase, it would be God put me on earth to, sometimes I use the word coach. Sometimes I use the word nurture, um, nurture people, often women, but nurture people to, um, clarify and activate their calling so that, so my, so that there is so that they can thrive in all they are and do. And I do that very intentionally because I know that I even can push back on the, the doing pretty hard because I'm so practical, but really I know that doing comes from being, and I want to help support other people in that too. That's why we do all the deep work on the identity and vocation before we get to the action and the job and all this stuff, because that's coming out of just my own sense of calling and the way that I've organized my, my work around coaching. So helping support people, their calling really owning and activating that so they can thrive and all they are and do so that way they're they're connected with self and god self and others so now i've given you an example a template just even from my own um and so i want us to talk about what that looks like for you like we're going to fill in those gaps god put me on earth too so that and we talked a little bit about this because this could be a bit of a a conversation a, a processing it out. And we spent about 20 plus minutes before this conversation, thinking through this a little bit more. And, and I'm glad we did because otherwise this podcast would be quite long. Although I think people would value it, but this is the taste and see experience. mini many series. Sorry. So when you hear that phrase and you're starting to think of it and you're thinking about your triangle, what are some of your first responses when you think God put me on earth too? who for, what, what for, what do you, what's the, the grit of it?
0: Yeah, we, uh, and we had talked about how, how I've, I've struggled with kind of finding my voice, um, Mm. and being able to put words to have opinions, um, because I haven't always been in a context where that is accepted. And so, um, so I was I was struggling, and you're right. It's a good thing we we had a conversation. There might have been a lot more of me being quiet and processing. but um, really, I think, starting broad, it was um, creating safe places. Um, and then really trying to to focus in on the who um, I was thinking through, like, is it specifically, um, a certain group of people, but um, really coming back to the the family piece for me and uh, the fact that I think creating safe places for or spaces for families uh, has has a lot to do with God put me on earth too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't think we can finish this sentence without the word belonging, um, because that has been, a piece uh that has been consistent throughout all of our conversations.
1: Yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah, so creating safe space for families uh like families are your who? Like you you create space for families. You family has been important to you since the very beginning of your life considering that that's the very first phrasing and sentences of your bio that you name Um, Most people don't start with their adoption in their bio. That's just not, I would say not normative, Uh, but it is for you. And that says a lot, like that's first. And so adopting happens. What that does is it creates belonging in family, right? Whether that's biblical, like a, like a biblical theological thing, or a very practiced real familial biological or adopted into a a family, a family system, a family unit. And so that for you has been, it's it's very core, very key for you to say, um, God put me on earth to, to create safe space for families. Would you say to belong right after that?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think there's, there's more words there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's to, to find belonging um, or to find, well, we are going to use that, that word needs to be there, but, uh, you know, building communities of belonging uh, might be some other great words for that. Uh, Because I, I, even though a family is a unit that you belong to, it's not a unit that's meant to be isolated either. Um, And so I think that's a piece of, that puzzle as well. So maybe it's, um, safe spaces for families, uh, to build communities of belonging.
1: Okay. Um, for families to build communities, I'm going to write this down. Um, and Sarah and I have a shared document here online, so we can both see it as I write it. Um, So God put me on earth to create safe space for families to build communities of belonging. So that, uh, and we talked about restoration and several other things like building resilience among them that the the focal point isn't really you, right? It's not about everybody belonging to you. It's about people belonging to one another and to find safe space to be healed whole. I mean, obviously that's the, the healing in the world, but and if let's, let's again, look back at your story, um, letting go of abandonment, loneliness, uh, finding places where they can persevere. Like we can't persevere alone and outside of a relationship. It's very difficult to do that. Uh, and also the, the family belonging words are there. And so they're in all of that. So, So how would you want to end that sentence if you were to start there? Like God put me on earth to create safe space for families to build communities of belonging so that.
0: Uh, They can find uh, restoration and build resilience. No, maybe that would be. You're testing my wordsmithing abilities.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's a good. And this is a work in progress. So um, what do you mean by those words, restoration and resilience? Uh,
0: I think restoration for me is uh realizing the, the good that exists, uh, but finding the healing that that maybe needs to occur. Uh, and then the resilience, uh, is related to the perseverance, but, uh, to kind of face what's, what's to come and to, uh, not just negative things, but even the good, the good things, right. And, um, stay connected in that.
1: Okay. You see what I wrote? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, in resilience, facing what's to come, the, both the good and the challenges or the difficulties, and then res, real, realizing the good that exists, the healing can occur. Um, and I think restoration restoration tends to look towards the healing, right? That's what it is. It's, it's healing from pain or from challenge. It's restoring. It's rebuilding. And resilience is uh, it's that grit that has been so popular people have talked about of late it's being able to get up again when you've fallen so it's also it's actually speaking to the challenge primarily it's you don't become resilient by everything going your way like privilege doesn't tend to build a lot of resilience it's pain that does and so but it's but it's the getting up from the pain it's continuing to move forward when you've failed or fallen. So I think that that's a, I think it's a good working statement. It's the, okay, how does this connect? Do you see and hear how this relates to your own story? Oh,
0: abs- absolutely. Yeah, um, And I, and I probably, um, done this for my own family, uh, in various ways over the years and over the challenges that that we've faced um i've i've already been doing practicing <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. good it, it tends to to be that way that, that your credo is going to speak directly about your life it tells your story without telling your story right it's one it's one sentence so it's not laying you bare but it is It's saying what you feel called to do for the world, but it comes through your actual life, which is what gives it the deep sense of meaning. So I'm going to ask you a hard question, Sarah, and I didn't prepare you for this is not in our notes. Um, Would you say that what you're currently doing does this?
0: No, absolutely is not related.
1: Okay. So to me, that says that you're out of alignment. So now that you hear this, what does that say to you?
0: Um, I think it, it helps me to realize why so often I don't feel like I can have a voice or an opinion, uh, in my current context, Mm -hmm. uh, because, um, it may, I maybe am not I'm not fitting <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah I just I I just think it's important to hold that because this is who you are and this is what you see that God has given you to bring to the world God put you on earth to do this and if you're not doing this then part of you is dormant
0: Yeah. I've, I've said, and I I know it's a common phrase, but I've said it repeatedly for the last few months, at least, but I feel like I'm trapped in a box. Um, I'm getting a little cramped in here and I need to stretch out. Uh, And so I think, I, I think that feeling, I can recognize that clearly when I say this as, as my credo, then, well, obviously I am cramped because I am not I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So before today, before th- this little mini series, if you were to rank like on a scale of one to 10, how clear you've been on your sense of vocation, where were you?
0: Um, I was, goodness. I was probably in the four, maybe a five range. I was. I knew, I don't know, maybe I was a three.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Sure, You were, you were somewhere in the lower numbers. Of yes.
0: That. I, yes.
1: And then what would you say after just even creating the statement right now? What do, you, what do you sense? Like, oh, this is what I need to, I mean, this is what I'm, who I am. That doesn't mean you have to know your job title. That's not what I'm asking you.
0: No, I think, um, just as we were we were talking through that and using some of those words, I could feel the some of that that joy and that hope and and even that innovative visionary starting to peak in me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, physically feeling a sense of a of, of shift. And so I would say, um, it definitely brings more clarity. Um, and it's something that I can feel, more joy um, owning. Mm. Something I can begin to actually take ownership of rather than just something that I have to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you've tipped the scale a little bit. You're past 50% or five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to make you say a number, but
0: like, put, put me at a seven,
1: right? Okay, we'll, put pick seven. <laughs> we'll put you at a seven. That's fine. Uh I like numbers, but they but I also but but it's also just because we want to see the movement, like what's what's happening. Okay, you, you were at a four, three or four, you're at a seven. What's what is left there? What's what what actually is keeping you from ten? Hmm. Um I think
0: for me. it would be the newness of the statement. Maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I can begin to take ownership of it, but I'm just beginning. Um, and so I think, um, there's maybe some more, a little bit more evolution to come to that Mm -hmm. before I can 100% say, uh, a 10 it's, it's because I've, I'm just being freed and just finding clarity enough to be able to put words to something that I've never, um, I've never had the space to do that.
1: Right. The, the, um, immediate image that comes to my mind is the story of Jesus telling the man to pick up his mat and walk. And so then he has to actually pick it up. He's he's been disabled in his body and he doesn't know what it means to walk. So he has to try to walk. And so then it's like, you have to, for the first time with weak legs, stand, pick up your item, and move your body forward, and that's very difficult to visualize when you haven't done it yet. And so there's this kind of doing it, acting it out. And I, I actually, one thing I always do with people in in this coaching process in the credo creation, is say, okay, here this statement is hold it. I want you to print it out or write it out and put it somewhere like where you brush your teeth every morning or in your car or in different places where you're going to see it on the regular for the next week, at least. So that way, so I'm going to encourage you to do this. um, So that way you can see what resonates for you. What is true? What, what, when you say it feels like, Oh, I need to change that word. Like own every single word. Like in mine, I own every single word to where i could write a blog or a book nearly on every word of it. And so what does that mean for you every word means it, it carries weight for you and so it needs to be able to do that. And then and i don't know that we'll really go into this but i but i'm i'm going to throw it out for you. Uh once you have that statement and it feels really solid uh then i invite people to say like what are three different jobs you could do with this? And so I kind of want us to just play with it for a second. Like it, what are three jobs that are out there that somebody could do you in particular, uh, could do with this statement? Can you think of a couple things?
0: Uh, yeah, well, so. I think that, um, Well, there's very typical family things. I, you know, I've written, I've written a curriculum for families in outdoor ministry, right. Uh, And that's creating a safe place and and helping them build as a, as a unit. Um, but then, you know, uh, I don't know. Three is a lot.
1: (laughs) No, just name one. Just name, just Um, go for it. I can name different things with you too.
0: Yeah. So, well, um, so I think, um, I've also, I've gotten to, um, lead a couple of mission trips with, uh, families only that went on them, which was a really neat experience, uh, to see the families engage in those ways. So I could see, um, getting to maybe create opportunities for families to, um, I value the travel piece because it takes you out of your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. gives you the ability to see things that you didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe it's like, I don't know, retreats for families that we do uh, some deep work in and have some fun at the same time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'm meeting people at a campground in my RV.
1: Yes. (laughs) And doing,
0: doing, building communities there. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to add some to you to, to this too, just as food for thought. And you can, I always tell people like, take it or leave it. It's okay. Just try it on. And if it doesn't fit, don't worry about it. Just let it be. So ideas that come to mind from what your statement is, is, um, pastoring, like being a pastor at a church, a lead pastor, uh, likely of a community because you have the opportunity to have a big vision. You have a big vision to create safe space and you can build community through that. Um, a nonprofit director, like of a, an, or an executive director of a nonprofit that does this works with families, um, working. There's so many nonprofits out there that do things like this on, on various levels, whether mm-hmm. they're working with families in deep need, um, or families that are really growing and supporting in really community and neighborhood types of ways. There's also being your own boss and starting your own type of an organization of the RV experience, travel, um, or even being a part of a network of groups that do that, do different things like this. So I mean, this church planting. There's lots. There's lots of ways you can utilize this. The next piece is so that so if we were to continue this podcast moving forward in coaching, uh, that's where we get strategic. We go through your limiting beliefs. We talk about chaos of change, and all of the transformation of that as we create a strategic plan, and uh, and really get you activated. But I I want you to be able to start to hold your credo, and consider what you would do with it as it is formed. As you start to own who you actually are and walk it out, you're going to start to see the places where things that you're currently doing, that's a limitation. That's not in alignment with who I am. I'm going to say no to this. I'm going to need to say no to this. I'm going to need to make a change. There's going to be things that are going to start happening more that way because you've named something that is true of you. And you know that there are many things in your life that don't resonate with that. And that you you have values in your family and some of these experiences, spirituality, and all of it that you hold close, that are out of alignment with some of the things that you're doing in your day to day experience. So, my question for you, one of my last questions here as we wrap up, is um, when when you're hearing all of this, what do you feel like is your next step? Like your next best step in in this.
0: I think um, I think being willing to uh, own it, put it in all the places, um, and really start evaluating the places where I am in alignment and the places where I'm not, um, and being willing to sit in all of the tension that that creates, Mm -hmm. um, and then see what adventure I've got in front of me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think holding it is important and holding the tension, but continuing to name the truth about who you are and who God says you are in all of this, trying it on. And then I'm gonna throw out another idea for you. Um, I think taking exploratory steps to see what else is possible through networks, through um, through online, through seeing what what else is out there around families. Like that's an easy uh search with families and ministry and such, just to see what else is available. And then I would also say as like a, th- a third thing here, so you're gonna hold the tension, you're gonna maybe do a little bit of exploring. To push you just a little further, uh, I would say you want to have supportive relationships, whether coaching or community group, spouse, um, that can help you to not stay or stagnate where you are right now. Because you're in this place where you're like, you've climbed and done some good hard work. But don't let this be the end of it. Like you there's there's more. And you you have a whole bio of experience and life and calling that has more to be written. So
0: thank you. That's good. Yeah. I yeah. definitely don't want to stay stuck.
1: No, I don't want that for you either, friend. And I'm here for you in this process. So just know that. Well, I think with that, this is a good wrap-up for our mini-series how do you feel about that?
0: I think, yeah. Um, I've got work to do, but I'm definitely excited about where I'm
1: headed. Yeah, that's good. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you for joining us, Sarah. And thank you friends for joining us in this conversation coaching. I'm excited about what this podcast has been so far in this little mini series. We're going to do some more. We're going to talk about coaching and what is coming and, uh, And I'm pretty sure we're going to do another series. We'll do another season of this, but we'll do, it'll be, it'll be creative and new in some way. So we'll, you'll get to see and experience that with us as we go. So thank you for joining us with the Leadership Center. My name is Trisha Wellstad, and this is Sarah Lattimore. And I am excited that we get to uh, discern our vocation together. If you want to listen to the whole series of our conversations, Be sure to click the link in the show notes. And if you want more support in clarifying and activating your calling, I would love for you to join us for our vocational intro course. You are going to be guided through a process to create a credo that helps you own your calling and live in alignment in your work so you can thrive in all you are and do. I have been coaching people for over 10 years now and have come alongside hundreds of women and men in discerning their vocation. So if getting clarity in your calling sounds like something you want, go to nwleadershipcenter.com forward slash courses. You were created to thrive. Keep living your calling and welcoming others because together we get to transform the world. Thanks so much for listening. And I will catch you next time on the Leadership Center Called to Thrive podcast.